Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon, and thank you for choosing McDonald's. How may I take your order? Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, good afternoon. It's Barely Adequate with Chris and Jay. I'm Jay. I'm Chris. <laughs> sorry, I confused my jobs. Yeah. How you doing there, Chris? Oh, not bad, except now my... God damn it, I'm trying to change out the battery on my heart rate monitor. <laughs> and the, tur- the, the backing turned too far, and now it's jammed itself. Oh, you're multitasking? Is that what you're doing? Kinda. That's the great things of having my headphones now. That I can I can do shit like this. <laughs> ah. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. Once again, it's the show where we have nothing to say and we're gonna take a really long time to say it. Uh, so how was your week, sir? Not bad. It was a busy work week. God damn it. Sorry. I'll I'll quit screwing with that. <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh I don't know. It was an okay week. Not the greatest for uh, my eating for the week, because uh, donuts are my nemesis. But uh, I hit the scale this morning, and it was no gain, no loss. So I'll accept that, considering the donuts I had earlier in the week. It wasn't just it, it, it big, big donuts, and several of them. Well, so, yeah, I'll have a couple donuts every once in a while. I mean, two donuts, it's... I mean. It's not, it's not great for you, but what is that like? Somewhere between four and six hundred calories, depending on how awesome the donuts are. Uh, so we're I talk, mean, no, we're talking like five donuts. Oh yeah, sir. Yeah, Come on, sir. <laughs> At least they weren't all on I'm the same day. I'm gonna give you a day. little deal. At least they weren't oh. all on the same day. <laughs> oh oh oh! You mean five donuts over the course of the week? No, over a two day period. But considering these are the, these ones probably clocked in at about three hundred calories a piece. And uh, one of them was extra special because it was a uh, uh, a bacon maple bar. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have had the, si- the the second day's worth. I mean, two or three donuts on a day is not a big deal. I mean, it, it's and two or three donuts in two days, as as you can see, from not gaining weight, it's not a huge deal. You do want to kind of avoid it. Uh, obviously, when you get into the issues, when is when it's two or three donuts every day. Yeah, well, that's yeah, why. So, so to give yourself credit, at least you're not doing that. So. Yeah, part of part of it, I admit that I fell into the the classic rationale that I will use from time to time. It's like, well, they're already here. If I eat them now, they won't be tempting me later. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Because they'll have more calories later. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving my daughter from eating them. That's what I was doing. Yeah, there you go. It's for the good of humanity, really. I must eat these donuts. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. how's your? You know, I'm sorry. How's your week been, sir? You've uh, returned to the world of gainful employment. Yes, yes, yes. I'm right back to kissing asses, and I'm so goddamn good at it. I'm like, mm, 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 mm. okay, now the other side. Mm. Oh, delicious ass cheek. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
As most of you guys know, I kiss butt for a living. Uh, I work for rich people. And don't get me wrong, uh, as I've mentioned multiple times before, I don't mind kissing rich people's ass. They're most, for the most part, really nice people. Uh, a lot of them do good charitable things, this, that, and the other. And they pay me, uh, fairly decent money to kiss their ass. Uh, so, and they pay a lot of money to be part of the country club. Uh, so they, it's, it's not unreasonable to expect high expectations and I'm yeah. more than happy to try to fulfill their expectations I, I'd much rather work in this kind of environment where instead of where, McDonald's where, like you open the show exactly <laughs> you know, this is a place where high class people are expecting high class service 99.9% of them are super polite and friendly to me every once in a while I catch someone in a bad mood but guess what you'll always catch somebody in a bad mood at least where I work when one of the customers is in a bad mood he's not going to fucking knife me <laughs> In the entire history of my country club's uh, service, no member has ever knifed a service a staff member ever. You just might have the little lady hit you with extra perfume or something. Oh, don't get me wrong. I have my own issues. As as I've mentioned, if uh, if a, a member comes up to my little office window and demands a llama, I better go find him a llama. <laughs> I can't explain to him that hey man, llamas are not commonly sold in the area that we live in. No, that's not an excuse. <laughs> I my my the, the best I can go is okay. Let me look into the llama situation. <laughs> are you sure you don't want an alpaca, sir? Alpaca, yeah. those are way easier. I, I have alpacas and camels available right now. <laughs> Llamas are in back order. Spitting or non-spitting, sir? <laughs> oh come on, is that even a question? Spitting, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, the, so, so, but yeah, it's not been not too bad. I, uh, I'm always, uh, happy to be back to work. Uh, unless you're stinking rich, three months off is way too much time. Uh, and I, and I need structure in my life. Uh, if, if I was super duper rich, I could create my own structure. But, <laughs> but not being super duper rich after the first two or three weeks, I spend a lot of time sitting around going, fuck, there's nothing to do. <laughs> Gotta use that as prime time to catch up on all the shows I've got backlogged on my Netflix queue. You can only sit around watching TV for so long, sir. And you know, I I debate that point. Well, trust <laughs> me, you got to remember you haven't had three months off a year for the last ten years. I haven't had three months off in the last thirty years. That's so. what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong; I am not complaining. There are a lot worse ways to live, uh, but you know, on the other hand, I get three quarters pay. <laughs> I work three quarters a year. I get paid three quarters. Going, I since I went into that situation knowing about it, I was able to plan my finances accordingly. I realized most people couldn't give up three, uh, you know, three quarter a quarter of their pay and take three months off now if they wanted, even if their work was perfectly okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I knew the day I got the jobs that that's how it worked. So, right. so I was able to plan my finances accordingly. So while don't get me wrong winter's kind of a slim time and i do worry about my finances uh the last 10 years amply proved that i can do it <laughs> so but yeah anyways uh yeah once again the you know, bullet points three months too much not enough money <laughs> uh i can honestly say my it's uh, for me there's many nights in the last couple of weeks with, just with my job that there the, the the sincere thought of I don't get paid enough to deal with this shit. So it's it's not been a fun place of employment for me lately, but I still try to keep that, that mindset of I am grateful to have a job that pays me pretty well and keeps a roof over my head and my family fed. 
Right, right, exactly. You know, always be happy for what you have because mm-hmm. it could always be worse. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about, sir? Um, anything um, in the movie department? Let's see. Since we're, let's, since we're a, supposedly a generic, uh, podcast, let's cover some generic the, topics. Let's see. New to me movies I watched in the recent, recently, I did finally watch, uh, John Wick. Okay. New, and, the newer uh, Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. And how was it? That if you like, uh, like the old John Woo kung fu action, or not kung fu, but uh, gangster shoot 'em up style movies with a dash of a uh, uh, little bit of the 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 exploitation action movies of the seventies. It was it was definitely set in a modern time, but just some of the tone and things that happened, and, and kind of like shoot 'em up too. But uh, for the, the premise of it is you have. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves playing John Wick, the title character, and uh, you find out as the story progresses, he's a retired hitman. Uh, and uh, you have with uh, Alfie Allen, a uh, guy who plays uh, Theon Greyjoy on uh, Game of Thrones. Of course. That he's, I mean. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is there any show that he doesn't play it a little douche in? Because <laughs> yeah. he's the son of uh, a Russian mob boss. And uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, John Wick has this very, very sweet uh, classic Mustang that he tries to buy off him. And he's like, no, it's not for sale. And then as he's leaning through the window at the gas station, when he sees him, he says in Russian, you know, says everything's got a price, bitch. And then Keanu Reeves says, says back to him in Russian, it's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's one of those things of, of course, you know, being the punk that he is, goes, takes the guy's car, does some other very, very vile things. Um, I won't say to give away that part of the plot, but, uh, once he finds out, uh, the mob boss finds out whose car his son stole. He's like, uh, you know, they used to call him Baba Yaga. It says, you mean the boogeyman? He says, no. When you wanted the boogeyman killed, he's the man you sent. <laughs> and, I mean, oh, that so sounds horrible. Dude. Oh, but but no, it's so good. It's it's great, great action, good good fights, and. Uh, a lot of little cameos of actors you'd recommend, you'd recognize from other movies and stuff. Uh, it's got Willem Dafoe in it, um, uh, and a few others, but it was fun. It was a, it was a, a fun action movie. Didn't have to think too hard. Enjoy the, the gunfights and car chases and stuff type movie. Right, right. All right. Anything else? Um, Any other movies, TV shows? Yeah, well, I did watch, uh, cool music videos, awesome commercials. Well, the cool music catchy video jingles. Was the dude, the dude doing the, uh, uh, dancing on the treadmill to, uh, Uptown Funk. That was funny. Oh, I yeah. That. Did you see the, uh, guy that did the, uh, did Uptown Funk in all the different, uh, Family Guy and American Dad, uh, voices? I, I saw the, the link for it, but I did not watch the, the video per se. It was worth watching. He, the yeah. guy, the guy does such a good job. You would be at least ninety percent impressed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he does all. He does. All, he doesn't just do one or two voices. He does probably at least eight or ten. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He does uh, Brian. No, I don't know if he ever did Brian, but he did Stewie. He did Peter. He did the old man. Uh, he did the alien from uh, American Dad. He did uh, Joe from Family Guy. Um, I want to say at least three or four other ones. That's cool. Yeah, it was worth watching. So watch it one day. Just not right now. Yeah. Well, okay, pause us and go watch it right now. <laughs> okay, you're back. See, it wasn't awesome. That was pretty good. I mean, good for him. The funny part is when you watch him do the video, 
when you watch his mouth, mm-hmm. his mouth works in the same way as Seth MacFarlane's does when you see him doing the same voices. It's yeah. kind of weird. It make, and since he had the guy doing the, doing the thing as a young guy with dark hair, mm-hmm. uh, an Irish looking guy, it looks a little bit like a, just a tad bit like a young, skinny Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Although the guy looks kind of like he might be more Jewish than Irish. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't I don't really see race or color or creed or anything like that. Even though you just said you did. No no no. <laughs> Except for Stephen Colbert, I can tell that Stephen Colbert is clearly a black man. There you go. Yeah, but everyone else everyone else is just one color. Um, Purple. I did watch I did watch another new movie. What um, I uh, it's on Netflix called uh, Housebound. Uh. Build is a horror movie, but it's definitely falls into the vein of dark humor. It's a New Zealand movie that uh, it's the whole principle of, you know, you always say with a haunted house, get the hell out of the house. But what if you're under house arrest and have a monitoring anklet and can't leave the house? Right. <laughs> and so it kind of plays out from there and the story story builds. But it, it was it was funny. It had some good See, jokes. I, I kind of like that. A literal splash it, of gore. I, I like that because it's the first time. I've ever heard of a plausible concept of what concept of why you wouldn't get the fuck out of a haunted house for as soon as you suspected it was haunted. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I imagine it, it would be like the, uh, without even seeing the movie, I imagine it kind of went like the evidence builds and builds as the guy tries harder and harder to ignore the evidence until he's like, Oh fuck it. Now I'm fucked. What do I do now? Until he finally realized it's, this place is super duper haunted and he needs to get out, but he can't. Oh God. Oh my God. The stress is so much. Oh shit. Oh man. Oh shit. There's a, Ghost, get the fuck out. No, I can't get the fuck out. Oh, I got to stay here. Otherwise, I'm going to jail. I don't want to get raped by some large man named Bubba. God damn it. Now the ghost wants to rape me. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Yeah, well, I watched that movie, dude. Well, you're close, except for it's a girl. Oh, wow. See, and okay, so none, uh, of the, none of that other stuff happens. <laughs> okay, well, then I have an idea. great idea for a movie. Because uh, I mean, just even in the opening five minutes, it sets up the humor of it. Because you got like the 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 main character and her assuming boyfriend or accomplice, they go to try to rob an ATM, and he's taking a sledgehammer to the ATM, and he takes one big whack, hammer bounces back, knocks him out. So she's trying to crack it open, puts like this little homemade bomb in it, blows up the ATM, takes the cash box, starts taking off in her little Hyundai, and gets it high centered on a median. <laughs> <laughs> so the cops catch her, <laughs> and then she gets uh, stuck in the stuck in the house with her mom that she cannot stand. <laughs> so I mean that's where a lot of the humor plays off of it too. Right, but, right, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess that sounds with, like an okay movie too. But the, but the movie we're gonna make is <laughs> awesome. Oh god, I got a cough. I got a cough. Ugh. You need to tell all your horror movie uh, podcast friends that that's the movie we're gonna make. We're gonna rip. We're gonna totally rip off that movie, but it's gonna be a guy, and he's gonna, and he's not afraid of going going to jail for petty larceny. He's afraid of going to jail for like ever because, uh, for I don't know, you, I, I know we'll make him a pedophile. That way, that way, no one gives a shit about him. So they'll, everyone will t- spend the entire two hours loving the fact that he's being tortured and raped by ghosts. Fuck it, we're calling it ghost rape. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking awesome. See, because he, he knows the only thing we're. Because he knows the only thing being worse than being raped by a ghost every fucking night is going to jail and being killed by all those people that hate pedophiles. It's going to be the greatest movie ever, man. You're on board, right? <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is a thing, right? Yeah, I think you're going to have to look for some independent funding for that one. 
okay, maybe. Oh, come on. If, if they can make a, a movie about a guy being sewn into a walrus suit, we can make a movie about a pedophile being raped by ghosts. <laughs> it's probably another, another, in other words, you're smoking as much as Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should move on. We'll, we'll table this yeah, for a while. Yeah. We'll come back to it. You know, I will say, t- talk about the whole bit of, uh, it was quite funny of, shows people of, of a common generation and common interests can relate on things just out of completely nowhere without any cue cards or prompting because uh, we did record new episodes of Podcast Macabre yesterday and we talked uh, uh, ghost story movies and haunted houses and then the second episode we actually talked about our, our own experiences, true hauntings and things like that and uh, I threw out the line of saying anytime we talk about this, you know, people that just, why do they stay in the house, just always go back to Eddie Murphy's routine about the about Amityville Horror <laughs> and without prompting, two people go, wow, this is a very nice house and Joe, without prompting, get out. <laughs> too bad we can't stay. Oh, back up, kids. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did too. See, that's why, like, that's why I said I like the concept of house arrest because you know, yeah. obviously, it ups the stakes a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's along the same lines too that you have a lot of horror movies now that, um, there. Well, there's a run for a bit that uh, you had movies set back more in the early '80s or late '70s, uh, a little bit retro. Because it eliminated that whole thing of why don't you just use your cell phone? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Yeah, I know the cell phone has fucked up horror movies quite a bit. Yeah, you got to have movies like Wrong Turn where you're out and truly out in the middle of BFE where right, right. you're genuinely oh, no signal, not going to get any signal. Right, but, right, exactly. But uh, <laughs> I did do a workout before we got on. Ooh, which one did you do? Uh. Well, I did energy and red hot core, and that's why I was screwing around with my my heart rate monitor before we got on or when we got on, because I think <laughs> when I went to put on my my strap this morning, um, I forgot to take my sensor off the strap last night when I did my workout, and I think my battery might be on the was on the way of dying because I I did actual checking my heart rate by you know checking my radial heart rate with my fingers and watching the clock and then looking at what my heart rate is saying on my monitor at the same time. And it was reading about 10% low of what my honest-to-God heart rate was. So I think my battery was going down because I, I, it was the worst numbers I've had in forever <laughs> for doing energy and red-hot core. That wow. it, only, it only gave me like a 300-calorie burn for a 38-minute workout. So, and that's, I'm, I've been hitting more like nine or 10, nine or 10 calorie per, per minute average. So yeah, to be 80, 80 calories, 75, 80 calories below where I'm supposed to be at. And I feel cheated. <laughs> As you know, I stopped keeping track of it. I did, uh, right. double, I did double black diamond and red hot core today, but I, I don't, I don't wear a hot red monitor. I, I don't care how many calories I burned. I, I know I'm doing good enough. I can tell when I'm in my range. You know, right. uh, I'm getting a sweat up. Yeah, I, I, I would kept track of my heart rate for a six or eight months. Mm-hmm. So and it was pretty consistent where that uh, what my being in the zone. So at some point I was like, oh, fuck, dude, I don't need to do this. The only reason to keep doing it would be that if I was keeping track of calories and I gave up on that, I'm not going to keep track of my calories. I'm just going to eat whatever the fuck I want. And whatever weight I am is whatever weight I am. Yeah. Because I don't have to worry about gaining too much weight. I have to worry about losing weight if I don't eat enough. That was the real reason to keep track of my calories. Right. Yeah, for me. Which I'm doing. (laughs) I'm down to 174 now. I lost, I lost like fucking, uh, 
four pounds in four days going back to work. <laughs> With all those great healthy lunches you have at work? Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, uh, uh, I get stressed at work, and uh, I and when I'm stressed, I don't have any appetite. So I'm not normally hungry uh, at work. So even though I have all that food at work, I eat very small meals because I'm not so really hungry. So you're not cursed with being a stress eater? No, the exact opposite. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I'm, I, for the most part, I can't say I've completely broken it, but I, that was one of the biggest habits for me to break is the stress eating. Cause especially like with the, the shit nights I've had at work lately and stuff that there's that I'm thinking I'm going to get off the morning. I'm going to go to Carl's Jr. I'm going to get the big old breakfast burger and the hash browns because God damn it, I deserve it after the crap I dealt with tonight. I'm not doing that. I'm, I've been good about, about that. I can say, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm, I can accept and I'm actually happy that my weight didn't change this week by going up because I actually had a couple, my Thursday and Friday nights, I just, I was just hungry and I ended up like 600 calories over um, my goal both of those days, even, even with working out. Cause I, <clears throat> I just, ah, oh God, I'm getting caught in mouth today. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. That explains why you're all snacked out. <clears throat> I need some watermelon bubblegum. Uh, Ralphie May. Uh, but no, last, uh, I've, I've now worked six day, worked out six days in a row and I never do that. But, uh, that's because Monday I was going to work out, but I got up late and I had a dentist appointment that morning. And then by the time the afternoon rolled around, I had stuff to do. Went to the pub that night and my God, I was, I was horrible at the pub that night because I kind of did my St. Paddy's day partying on Monday. Cause I was working on St. Paddy's day and I did, uh, I was working on the Saturday night when the pub was having their party, but I made tasty treats that I brought to the pub that I made a nice, uh, very Irish beer and cheese dip. And of course the crackers and such for dipping with that and, uh, some beer bread and, had a couple more beers than I should have that night, and then I had a couple more once I got home that night. Oh yeah, I stopped at McDonald's on the way and got a ten-piece McNugget meal, and I hadn't had fried food in three weeks. So come Tuesday, I didn't feel like doing shit, let alone working out. And it was one of those that middle of the afternoon, I'm like, "Am I calling in for work or not?" <laughs> I was feeling that bad. Oh jeez. Yeah, so I, I managed to get another nap in, got a little more food in me, and felt good enough to, to go to work Tuesday night. So that left me behind the eight ball of I, my goal, it's five, five workouts a week, 200 minutes minimum per week. And so that left me five days left in my week. Cause I count Monday through Sunday as my week. Right. So yeah, I did five, five days in a row, got my, got my workouts in, got 209 minutes in a little short on my calories, uh, from where I had been, but that maybe by, maybe my monitor was already starting to die down a bit. So, I'm trying to jump on the ball and get my workout in today. Got my energy in Red Hot Core. And after we're done recording and I get this posted up, I am going to go do uh, the hips, back, and knees opener for a change up. Or at least the, I'm going to do the tutorial. I don't feel I can do the extreme workout just yet because I've got my bursitis is acting up in my hip today. <laughs> I'm sounding old. The rain that's around here right now, my arthritis and my bursitis are flaring up. But... uh but yeah, I'm going to go do hip backs and hips, back and knee opener tutorial and do my eight minute arms workout. That's the other, that's the other thing I've added on in the last few weeks. I actually started doing a little bit of weight training that back when I was in college, I had the video tape 
of eight minute abs and eight minute arms. And, uh, those videos are available on YouTube. So I've been doing the, the eight minute arms that's, and just with, you know, five pound weights, but it's a quick eight minute circuit of working you through, do push ups and then you're on your back doing flies and then, uh, press and then doing, uh, the, like the starting the lawnmower lap poles, both sides, and then uh, standing row, uh, bringing it up to your chin, then uh, what is it? Uh, lateral raises, then uh, overhead press, then uh, rear delt raises, uh, curls, then uh, tricep kickbacks, uh, isolated curls by you know putting your arm inside your thigh. And then, uh, doing the, uh, tricep raises from, uh, behind your head. But it's, they do it in like little 30 second circuits. So it's, it's a nice quick workout. And I'm finding, I'm, I'm still trying to get a routine going with it, but like, uh, to do stand up and then do a red hot core and then do that. So that I'm not, I'm trying not to do the arms the same day, say that I'm doing diamond cutter or double black diamond or even fat burner or strength builder so that I'm not, overworking my shoulders because even my left shoulder last night i don't know what it was it felt like something something was having a little hitch in it and i was hoping i didn't do something to my rotator cuff but it feels it feels better right now after doing my workout and limbering it up but i'm being mindful of my body Whew, that was a mouthful sir hey <laughs> yeah um no yeah I, I know what you're saying on that i've actually downgraded my workouts just a little bit i was doing uh double black diamond and red hot core six days a week mm-hmm. which is what a little under an hour and a half like an hour and 22 minutes hour and 25 minutes something like that right. all of them yeah. together yeah um and which was a lot uh and but and i i enjoyed doing it but uh enough people told me that it's a good idea to vary it a little bit just to give your muscles a little bit of rest yep. that I've cut it back a little bit. I'm still doing um, double black diamond and uh, red hot core on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, but on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm going to do uh stand up instead mm-hmm. and red hot core. I'm still doing, I'm still doing red hot core six days a week. I don't care what it says. <laughs> That's just how, how it's going to go down. Uh, which is, you know, which cuts it down a little bit. I'm, I'm basically losing almost an hour's worth of uh, workout time because stand, because um, stand up's like 35 minutes or something, and uh, double like diamonds like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that, an hour and 15. I yeah. can't remember the exact times. Uh, double double black diamond is 67 minutes. Uh, stand up is 31 minutes. Okay, yeah, so I'm losing a, a little more than a half hour's worth of workout, comparatively speaking. But it uses a completely different set of muscles, and it's one of the few ones that does. Stand-up yeah. is one of the few. I mean, they all use your leg muscles, but uh, other than a couple of the lunges, all the moves that they have you do in stand-up are not the moves that you use to work out your legs in uh, uh, energy, fat burner, uh hmm Diamond Cutter and Double Black Diamond, because despite the different names, the different intensities, and the different lengths, those are all the same goddamn workout, really. Uh, when you think about it, I mean, they add stuff, but they all have the same base moves and end up working out the same muscles. It's just how hard. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why it's a full-body workout. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That, but that makes it hard. It doesn't make any, make any point to vary from one of those to another one from day to day because it's still working the same basic muscles, you know. Yeah, but um, it, it varies. Up, it varies your intensity of how you're working those different muscles. So yeah, but that's I'm, why I'd that's why rest, I vary it. 
but I'd rather rest the muscles one day. I mean, from what everything I read, the best way to do it is to work a different set of muscles in different days because that way your muscles have a day to rest. If you right. work them the next day, but just a lower intensity, you're still working them. Um, yeah. But by that, it also helps maintain some, some, some for someone like me, though. I like doing something like that because it helps maintain some of the flexibility, avoid some of the, the tightening and muscle muscle discomfort I might have the next day. It's just keeping things limber up after after doing a hard workout. And that is why I do the same one four times a week. I mean, I figure that that's still enough to do it. Uh, and I did notice when I do stand-up, uh, the first time I did it, I the next day I've got twinges in muscles that I had not gotten twinges in. Mm-hmm. So, which proved to me that stand-up's working different muscles, you know? Oh, yeah. Which, well, which the whole, perfect me. well, yeah, stand-up's one of those that still, the, the challenge is me because I need to, I actually have to stretch my calves out a little bit before I start doing stand-up because the whole transition from a hood ornament to broken, broken hood ornament to standing split, by the time you're going into standing split, my calves uh, especially my right calf that's tighter than my left. My the, my calf is just screaming, and I usually have to bail out about three seconds before the the actual before DDP says to to let go. <laughs> I don't have that issue. The, uh, the I have, but I do have several issues with that sequence. One, I can't get any. Uh, okay, well we'll start with we'll start from where it starts. I can do uh, uh, hood ornament, although uh-huh. my balance is poor and I have to keep on reaching out to grab something. Right. When it, as soon as it goes, when it goes to broken hood ornament on one side, I can kind of do it, but mm-hmm. it's really hard uh, to keep my balance going. On the other side, I can't do it at all. My hips don't want to uh, stack on top of each other, like he's saying. Yeah. You know? uh, I've mentioned before that one of my hips seems to have a, a, a flexibility problems that the other side does not have. Yeah. Um, and then when it goes into, let's see, then after that, it goes into standing splits. And standing splits, I can get no depth at all. You know, basically, I'm. Uh, it looks like I'm trying to do a, a three-legged dog. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've gotten very, had very little luck getting any closer into it. My arms don't seem to want to reach down far enough. Yeah, right. Like I, I like to have any kind of success well, at all. I'm tenting my fi- up onto my fingertips instead of as opposed to having palms down, which right. sucks because I almost broke my fucking thumb doing that the other day. <laughs> you know, lost balance and came down on the uh, and came yeah. down on the, on the thumb because you had you had your hands tented, your fingers tented instead of fl- palms flat. Yeah, yeah, that, that was no fun. Um, so, yeah, I do so, have yeah, a yoga I, block. I I do have to use I use a block uh, for doing the to, to transition in, into the uh, broken ornament. Oh, is that what you're doing it to give your to raise it up a little bit so you don't yeah, have to reach I'm, down I'm do, Yeah, I'm doing like Wally. Oh. oh yeah, well I probably should be considering how lack of depth I have and my and my other foot is barely raised. Uh, um, I can't extend my leg at all really, and the so, like, my calf is, like, 90 degrees, really. That's uh, yeah. the best I can do. Well, you can uh, even, I mean, even try something as basic of, you know, be it a chair or even to get a little deeper in. Because a yoga block is still kind of thin because it still it challenges me. And it provides, depending on if you're using a wide edge or narrow edge of it, it provides its own balance complication because it wants to wobble with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even something like a little step stool to give you that little elevation to set your hand on. Because it'd be a broader, right. flatter surface, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I might be able. To, I just I've only been doing stand up for uh, a few weeks. I've done I've only right. done stand up maybe four or five times tops. So right. we'll see if it gets better. But I've also been doing uh, DDP yoga for a year and three months now, and so you'd think I'd have a little better luck at uh, stand up. Well, everyone's everyone's got their problem areas. I mean, I know. Uh, well, I still can't do wrap and burn shit. 
<laughs> that's still that's still a problem one for me when I when I do strength builder. But I mean, there's 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 challenge areas everywhere, and and it also, like you said, from hip to hip. Uh, for myself, it's like the big difference is for uh, anyone who's seen my my progress pictures. I do the leg extension, the standing leg extension with my left leg because that's the better of my two legs for extension. But for doing a can opener, my right leg, my right hip is more flexible that way because my, my hamstring's tighter in my right than it is in my left, but my left hip is tighter than my, my right hip. Cause I can do, I can do can opener with my, with my left leg out with the knee bent and my right leg behind me, my left heel is maybe three or four inches at the most in front of my right knee versus with the other side, my right heel is almost a good foot in front of my, my left knee that I can get that much right. deeper in with that hip. So it is, it's, it's knowing your body and knowing where your limitations are, what to work into, or, you know, there you get to a point of like, yeah, that's, that's as much as it's going to give me potentially, but it's a matter of, still working with it like you said you haven't been doing it that long but it's still working is your, with your routine and seeing how far you can get into it right is your problem hit the one opposite of what handed you are uh yes you know what my, my boss might be right my boss asked me the exact same thing he said that's he says that's common for some reason or another the opposite side of your dominant hand is more likely to be the one that gives you issues like that really oh that's yeah. odd. Yeah, that's was, actually he, the the hip that's got the bursitis in it right now. It's, and, it's same thing up. with me. It's my my right hip has the lack of hip flexibility, and I'm left-handed. He said he's right-handed, and his left hip is the one that gives him issues. Huh. Which I don't know if there's if that's true or not, but anecdotally, it's interesting that the three people we checked on there have the same issue. Yeah, that's I will. That's that's a curious one. I had never heard that one before. But huh. I'm sure I'm sure it's obviously not 100 percent accurate, especially when you throw injury into the uh, into the mix. But for yeah. general living problems, it wouldn't surprise me that that you know what, the dominant side would make the the less dominant side have issues. You know? hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with your stride, because a, norm, a normal stride when your right when your left foot is going forward, your right hand goes forward. When your right foot goes forward, your left hand goes forward. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's because the dominance with that hand, you predominantly use the other leg more or something. Yeah, no, maybe, yeah that, exactly. That be, just the way you swing your arm might possibly yeah. affect your stride. You know. Yeah, that'd be a big kinesiology, body mechanics type thing, ergonomic study. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm, I'd be willing to bet money if you Googled for five minutes. Probably someone's probably already done a study on it. Probably. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, did you watch uh, any of the fights over the weekend? Uh, let's see. Um... <sighs> Is that with Joanna Champion? No. Nope, no, no, that was the week before. This week is, oh, yeah, no, no, uh, I didn't watch any of them. Uh, no. I got the results on some of them, obviously, like Koscheck got choked out the end, and he's probably done in the UFC. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Koscheck. You made a good it, heel. You, you, it, you, you were worth being in the UFC, but I'm not going to miss you. It made my month to see Koscheck get beat twice in the first round in less than a month. Yeah, I know. No kidding. Although, smart business mood. It basically, he paid for one camp, got two paydays. Yeah, true. Yeah, I know. Oh, the, uh, my boy Andre Feely got choked out in the first round. That bums me out. Oh, dollar height beat me by one point. Yeah, I should have had uh, five more points, but I, I screwed up <laughs> and didn't pick the uh, the winner on one of the things. So it says the round and the method one, but not the winner. Uh, so I got uh, so I got sixty six instead of seventy one. Yeah, oh, well, I, what are you gonna do? Yeah, the big one for me. I picked the the main event that was the hot bout with the double points. So 
I played a super conservative uh, uh, betting strategy. It worked out, but it, I'm not sure if it's worth doing it without the uh, without the uh, bonus that I got for my picks. I would have only made about two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but it was almost a surefire way to make a win. I picked three guys that had um, that were favorites to win in the, in the two to three hundred range, right? Mm-hmm. And bet half of my money on a parlay on those three people, right? Right. I took the other half of my money, divided up the thirds, and bet against and bet for the underdogs for those three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way the mat worked out, if my parlay won, I made about two, about two, almost three hundred dollars uh, off off the bets because you yeah. know obviously that meant the three small bets lost. If only if one of those lost, if like if only one of the underdogs won, I'm going to lose a little bit of money. I'll probably end up with seven or eight hundred dollars instead of a thousand. If two of the underdogs win, I'll make about twelve hundred again. If all three of the underdogs win, I'll make about eighteen hundred. Which so none of so no scenario am I making a ton of money, but I almost guaranteed that I was going to make somewhere between two and eight hundred dollars off my thousand. Yeah. So it's it's a betting it's more of a betting strategy for real life <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> fucking you know as opposed to uh, um. Um, you know, uh, as a, you know, on a fantasy site when you're competing against people, because you want to be you you want to be riskier when it's fantasy, really, because other people are going to be riskier. And when you're playing yeah. against a thousand people, someone's some people people's risk is going to pay off. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I my parlay one of them because the guy he sounded better on paper <laughs> with Ariola. He sounded better on paper, and he totally stunk up his round. But then the other the other person on my parlay was uh drew dauber and he got he got screwed he got he got fucked over in his match plain and yeah. simple yeah, oh yeah yeah when, when, uh, when dana white says he's gonna pay you your win bonus anyway you know you got fucked uh-huh yeah that that was a shit referee that it was one of those things of uh i gotta agree with uh uh what's his name uh anyways one of the commentators uh his his point of, you know, you get some of those refs and I've, I've seen evil Bean even do that crap too. Cause he's a crap ref of they do a shit call earlier in the match or earlier in the, in the, the event. And so later they like overcorrect <laughs> because right, it was the whole situation of, it's one of those things of earlier in the match, there was a guy tapping out. And at first it looked like he was, cause he had a fist and I could, I could see, I could see mistaking the way it's like he was punching the guy's thigh cause he's in a rear naked choke. And it looked like he may have been punching the guy's leg. But then you see him kind of like looking in the ref in desperation and does like the slow motion pantomime on his leg. Like I'm tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the yeah. same ref that later that, I mean, it was, for not anybody's got knowledge of the game. That's what they kept saying that he's in a position from the, the half mount. Uh, he's well, yeah, he's in half guard on top of the guy and, uh, the guy's got Dauber in essentially a headlock. There's no choke going on there. And it was at the same time that Dauber was moving his arm under to get position because he could feel his opponent letting go of the lock. Cause he, the guy finally realized he doesn't have the choke. And it's when he moved that arm, the ref reaches out, grabs his arm, doesn't even give it a shake to see, you know, like, has he gone limp or anything? He just grabbed the arm and then waves off the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. 
Oh, oh God, piss me off. But I don't know. I almost with the card itself though. I I told my wife we're watching the fights, and I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. She goes, What? I said. It's one of those things, if you talk about it, you might screw it up. And yeah, we're going into the final match, and I picked right for the entire main card. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, that's that's the next step up from doing the entire card, which is hard to do. It's it's hard to do 10 alone points in all of them. To to look at the the, the main event event fights, uh, two of them I, I was just shy of getting perfect as well, because... Um, I picked uh, Koscheck to get knocked out in the first round, not choked out. Uh-huh. And I picked uh, uh, Sh- uh, Shayna Baszler to get knocked out in the second round, not the first round. <laughs> oh, so you were doing that good, huh? Yeah. You were you were you were picking methods and rounds and shit too. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's a different story. I, I I thought you meant you just picked who was winning. I was like, oh, that's not that hard oh, no. to do. <laughs> I got I got perfect pick on the the Maya fight and a perfect pick on the uh, uh, Santos fight. Mm. Yeah, that always, that always ups the odds a little bit. Yeah. Speaking That's, of odds, the odds of us having anything else to talk about are, most, are hopefully pretty slim because it's about we're about out of time. I did like seeing Touchy Feely get beaten up too. Oh, I see. I like him. <laughs> he's a he's a Scrubs fan. <laughs> so that's why I sent him on. So he didn't say anything back, but I sent him on Twitter. I'm like, dude, I'm so, hey man, if, it, if it's any consolation, I still love you, Chocolate Bear. <laughs> So I thought it was funny that uh, with the with the final match of the night though to see uh, uh, Big John take a point from Damian Maya. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that that last one was pitiful. I, well, yeah, he had he'd won the first four rounds going into that fifth, and this the way he was getting up slow, and Big John tells him, saying, "You keep doing it, I'm taking off a point." And then last ten seconds of the round, that you know does the whole uh, was it the. The LeFleur takes one step at him like he's going to punch, and he just flops on his back to, to <laughs> like he's going to do drop guard. And Big John just looks at him at the same time about the, when the bell's going off. He looks at him and goes, one point. <laughs> right. That was just dumb. It's like, come on, man. I realize you're tired, but don't end your fight like that. It totally ruins people's perception of what was a good fight for you. I know. I know. Oh, well. I don't know. Alrighty, homie. When is it? When is the next event? I gotta, I gotta double check that. Well, I've got the page open here. And it, uh, it's not next weekend. It's weekend after, isn't it? Yeah, I think we got one off. I'm not sure though. Which threw me off completely. Uh, yeah, we got 11 days, 12 days. Was it Chad Mendez and Ricardo Lamas? Oh, yawn. <laughs> and I, Quentin Masvidal. Yes and Clark, Pena and Dudieva. Mm. Clay Guida is back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, it's another one of those cards where you got one, two, three, four, five, six undergar- underdogs. <laughs> Jesus. Oh Jesus, yeah. Jesus indeed. Well it makes the betting more fun. Yeah. That's what that's when we hit the parlays. Right, exactly. Bam bam bam. Uh, yeah, I made I made good money on Godofredo. I will say that that's that's why I, I that's where I made my money for the weekend. So I wish they put more than two fifty on him now. Two two fifty won me fourteen hundred on him. Ooh, that's not bad at all, huh? Yeah. So, anywho, anywho, I guess, that, I guess that's long enough for a podcast this week. Yes, it is. Yeah, keep right. mind, I, I just did two hour and a half podcast yesterday. So yeah, hey, yeah, forty five yeah, yeah. minutes. This is a cakewalk. That's right. 
All right. As always, if you can, need to get a hold of me, I'm on the Twitters. I'm Passive J. I'm on the Gmail. I'm Passive J. I'm on the real world. I'm Passive J. And you can catch me over on Twitter as well at underscore Duckman underscore. You can catch us both on Facebook on the uh, page for our podcast, Barely Adequate. Um, check out my blog, Making It Through the Middle. Uh, should I'm going to try to get the episode or a new uh, entry out today. I've got time to do it. And uh, as I mentioned, I do do another podcast called The Podcast Macabre that uh, talk horror movies and books and all things related to that. we got eight episodes out now, and uh, they're fun to listen to <laughs> if you're into that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, uh, I guess that's been me, and that's been Jay, and then I guess we need to, like, get out of this episode somehow, huh? Yeah, I know. If there was only some sort of saying that we used every week to uh, exit the, uh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, oh it's right. out. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.